0: what's going on you crazy motherfuckers this is dave and this is jaw jackers uh obviously it's a podcast so we're here recording yet another episode uh this will be episode two of many more to come and for now we don't have a guest we're just rocking with my thoughts and you can bear with me or just fuck off to another podcast i could really care less um man it's been a crazy last few weeks since uh it's been about three weeks, three and a half weeks since I recorded the very first one with uh the infamous Mighty, aka Matthias Mock. Um, and that was a really dope episode. We we got to get to know him a bit, uh get to know, you know, some of his passions, uh some of the, the hills and valleys that he's been through in his career, both as a musician and, you know, as a philanthropist, um, and as a regular fucking human being, 'cause I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who the fuck you are. We all put our pants on the same way, uh, one leg at a time, unless you're one of those overachiever motherfuckers who decides to double kick his feet into his pants, which I have yet to see. So if you're one of those people, send me a video, uh, at duct Dave on Instagram, send me a video of that DM my shit with a video of you jump kicking yourself into your fucking pants. And I will send you, I don't know. A dozen donuts, I, I don't know what I'll send you But I'll repost the video Because it'll be dope Because I will have been proven wrong yet again Because that's life um, A continual phase of me just getting proved wrong um, Man, what's been going on with me? Uh, well, recently I accepted a new job um, I won't get into the details as of yet Because until I've made it all the way through the training process And the certification process I don't want to jinx myself So just know that the next, well, actually, to be honest, the next 22-ish weeks will look a little bit different for me. I'll still find time uh, to record the podcast and get it out to you crazy motherfuckers so that you bored bitches have something to listen to. Um, I'll be traveling a bit. Uh, I'll be here, there, and everywhere, but shout out to Mighty and his homie. Uh They were able to donate um, a microphone, um, a portable setup for me to just kind of get my shit Up and running, but also kind of, you know, be able to maintain, um, the trajectory of, you know, at least once a month, let's put out some content for you, uh, for you fuckers to listen to. Um, so again, shout out to Mighty and his homie for, uh, donating the setup. This was, this was fucking huge. Um, I'm actually using it right now. Um, I'm working in my office. I'm doing this on my lunch break, so if you hear my phone ring, it's because I'm the only one in the office right now because my boss is a lazy cunt and decided he wanted to take vacation at the end of the quarter like he always does. I'm just kidding. Scott, you're the best. Love you. Thanks for uh, being everything that you've been to me. Um, man, uh, I saw this is a little bit late. This is a couple days late, so it's not even going to matter by the time you faggots hear this. Uh, Mosvedal and Covington is a possibility. I don't know how legitimate that is, um, but we'll see if it turns out to be something. Uh, Some of the memes that were popping up were hilarious, Um, and I can't remember if that headline hit before or after the debate, Um, but either way, um, you know, some of the memes that have been circulating, uh, like, just 72 72 hours prior and post uh, the Uh, presidential (laughs) debates were fucking phenomenal um had me rolling for uh, a good bit so that is that um where are we at in the world dude i to be honest with you i don't even know nor do i really care to critique it because everybody has become an armchair expert you know as of the last well especially within the last six to seven months um Everybody knows everything about politics, apparently, and everybody, uh, you know, has an opinion that they want to throw around along with their fucking body weight and, you know, BMI. So, I'm not going to be one of those people. I have my own opinions. I really don't give a shit because at the end of the day, while I'm not a a true nihilist, um, I am a cynic, um, and I do believe in some of the the aspects of nihilism. Um, I think life is a bitch, and then you die, and... The entire purpose of life is to be able to enjoy it while you can, because you only get one shot at it. Unless you're one of those motherfuckers that believes in uh, reincarnation, if you are, more power to you. I don't. I believe you get one crack at it, and if it sucks, then, you know, that's on you. Um You can argue with me and say, well, Dave, it's a part of the process. It's a part of growing and expanding as an individual and as a human being and, you know, learning and developing new thought process and yada 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 yada. Again, once you're dead, none of it fucking matters, right? That's how I that's how I think, that's how I'm wired, that's what I believe through um through a lot of questioning that I did as a, as a young kid all the way up through my, you know, teens and early 20s. And, you know, as I become, you know, more and more of an adult, it, that that mentality, that perception, that uh, that image in my head gets becomes harder and harder to where it, it... For me, in a lot of ways, it's fucking fact. I'm sorry I can't get away from it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's my opinion. You know, it's one that I'm going to take to the grave with me. Um, but it doesn't mean that I... You know, that I don't agree with other people's opinions. You can have your own opinion and uh, disagree or agree with others. You know what I mean? It's possible. It's very fucking possible. Um, one thing that I find hilarious is, you know, uh, there's certain phrases that have become super duper popular in the last I mean, probably 90 days. Uh, a lot of one of them that I've heard a lot from a lot of different folks on both sides of the arguments. Um, and you know from people that don't even have a dog in the fight as as far as politics go or you know just you know social social issues uh oh the true colors are starting to come out okay first of all what the fuck does that even mean because you know uh, unless you're really paying attention uh, true colors shouldn't be that much of a surprise you know what i mean i i feel uh, i can't remember the exact quote so it's gonna be butchered bear with me um But somebody said that a relationship is, you know, everybody's got flaws. And in a relationship that works, whether it be platonic or romantic, you know, it's just you having a different threshold for what you're willing to put up with from the other person, right? So if you have friends that don't see eye to eye with you on certain things, this and that and the third, what's really surprised me about all of this is that, um, you know, folks have have gotten to the point of like just completely you know washing out like some of the people that have been in their life which is fine if that's what you want to do go for it i don't give a fuck um but i would suggest that you do some hard thinking before that because <clears throat> you know as much as this is this world and this this life can be a drag part of what makes it fun while you're living it in my opinion is that there's people that you can share moments and memories with you know what i mean and again this is an extreme case uh, you know going through your friends list on on facebook that's it that's a, an extreme case and it's a shitty it's a shitty example because uh, in my opinion, at least, because, I mean, like, that's, it's a social media platform, you know what I mean, like, congratulations, you just wiped out three-quarters of your friends list on Facebook because you feel empowered because of your opinion, blah, 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 whatever, if that's what gets your dick hard, you know what I mean, or your fucking shit wet, fuck it, go for it, again, I don't give a fuck, but also, you know what I mean, if it means that much to you, carry it one step further, delete that motherfucker's, uh, phone number from your phone, um, Refuse any and every form of communication with that person because it, if that's the way it is for you, then you're kind of a pussy if you don't follow it through all the way to the end. You know what I mean? With that being said, you know, when shit, when shit, if shit and when shit starts to fall apart at the seams, um, whether it be at a... <clears throat> A local or national or international scale or just in your own personal life don't be pissed off when you've burnt every fucking bridge just because you know at the time your opinion made sense over everybody else's you know what i mean that that's what at least in an american society in my opinion makes us absolutely unfucking stoppable is the fact that at least traditionally you could disagree about shit and still go to bat for the other person you know what i mean um Now, again, there's certain conversations out there that, you know, for instance, racism. Well, you know, we're we're, we're talking about racism, not pumpkin spice lattes. No shit, Sherlock. But also, too, if you're one of those naive motherfuckers that walks around this bitch thinking that racism is something that you can just fucking erase in your lifetime, uh, not to mention in, in three, four lifetimes, Let me remind you that it took us, you know, however long, however millenniums it was to be able to fucking walk beyond that. It took us however many more millenniums it was for us to figure out a way to in an organized manner, to some degree, communicate with each other through words. Right. You know, and then however long after that, it took us to figure out how to you know, create the fucking wheel again. Right. Semantics are semantics. I'm going off. And I'm just kind of sharing what what's on on the back of my head. Um, you could, you're for, you're free to take it or leave it. I don't I don't give a shit. Um, if you're here, because you wanna you know you wanna listen to some deep shit. Um, there's some deep shit that we'll talk about and that we'll touch on. Um, my my goal and my aim is to get people on here that I don't really agree with, but that I care about deeply because I want to be able to reflect a manner of you know Idea sharing And you know Some of those moments Are going to get uncomfortable So if you're the type of person To get easily offended And and, and, and uh, Uncomfortable um, On a surface level Then I'm personally asking you Right now to fuck off Go find another podcast Go do something different Because I don't want you A part of this You know what I mean um, This This requires some thick skin uh, To be able to sit through Eventually it will You know what I mean And you know Even right now it will To be able to listen to me Ramble and just talk shit Um, so anyways, moving on, um, a quick, a quick snapshot as to why I think the way I think I kind of touched on it a few minutes ago, um, in one of the earlier talking points, but the reality is folks, uh, my, my worldview has, has become the way it has through questioning literally everything as a kid, uh, to, you know, all the way up to now. And I still question, 99.99% 99.99% of the shit that hits my, hits my table, because I just want to know. I'm a curious motherfucker. Uh, my mom would always say, you know, David, curiosity killed the cat. Someday it's going to kill you. Okay. Someday it's going to kill me. I- I've, I've, I've made my mind up that this is who I am. And I understand that if that's the way it is, then great. If something's going to happen eventually to where I just get snatched up real quick, that's a way better death than me shitting myself at age 89 as a vegetable, not be able to, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I didn't have a plan, you know, after a certain point. So the fact that I'm right here right now and things are actually starting to look up for me, you know what? Fuck it. Like I'm in it to win it. Let's ride. Let's see what, let's see what this bitch is about. So, um, as a starting point, there's no other way around it. The, the, where this story starts for me is the fact that I was adopted as a little kid, right? There's a lot of people that, uh, are adopted. So I'm not going to uh, make this a big issue. It is what it is. Um, I bet you I could find out of a group of a 100, at least a few, you know, a handful of people that have been adopted that could share with you a similar story or one that might uh, blow you out of the water and be like, wow, you know, that's a great story. Or once they like, damn, that was that that must have been hard. So my personal story fits into the greater collective in the sense that the structure of it all is kind of the same. You know what I mean? Uh, a kid that comes from a family that can't support it. Um, mine was a, little, a bit unique in the sense that, um, I'm a Pacific Islander. I was born in the Marshall Islands, which is a part of, uh, greater Micronesia, which is out in the South Pacific ocean. Uh, at the time, my mom, um, I can't remember exactly how many, because I'm so removed from the conversation, um, for personal reasons, um, ones that we can get into later. Um, but, I uh, I can't remember exactly how many kids, uh, my birth mom had before me. Um, so, you know, being the runt of the pack, being the the youngest at a point where she was at in her life where she couldn't support it, it just made sense to adopt. So I got adopted by a great family, uh, George and Vivian Hamilton. If you ever get a chance to meet them, uh, you fucking come correct. (laughs) Cause those are, those are some badass people. Um, actually my mom's not here or my adoptive mom, Vivian Hamilton isn't here anymore. Rest her soul. Uh, She ended up moving on back in 2017 uh, due to um, pancreatic cancer, Um, but we'll get into that later. Um, I don't know if it's going to be this episode or or a few down the road, Uh, but we'll talk about her in detail because she was a fucking juggernaut. You want to talk about a woman with heart, that was her. Um, But yeah, adopted by a great family, a very educated one, a white family, um... You know what I mean? So right off the bat, you're talking about stark differences, literally. Uh, sometimes I make a joke about the fact that I'm the black sheep of the family. I'm brown. So, you know what I mean? It's close enough. Uh, but literally, I am in in, in more ways than one. We'll, we'll just call it the brown sheep of the family. Um, pretty much everybody in my family uh, has higher education or a degree from higher education. Um, they ended up going on to... Work with either, you know, at, a, at, a, at the city level, the county level, you know, handling decisions that, um, you know, that greatly affect the people in those communities, um, or they were working for Fortune 500 companies, or they were working for themselves, right? So, my family is a very successful one. We're not quite blue blood, but uh, we're definitely... You know, at one point we were def- definitely upper middle class uh, in the early '90s. You know what I mean? Um, which is fine. You know, um, as I was growing up, I was born in '89. I'm 31 years old right now. It's 2020, so you can expect that I'm a part of that younger generation that was on the cusp of everything. Everything changing. You know what I mean? Um, so my life has been pretty pretty exciting. Get you know what I mean? Um, it's had it's had it's ups and downs, just like everybody else has. Um, you know, for my generation. But at the end of the day, like, I don't look at the trajectory that I've been on in life and just go, oh, man, it was so hard. Uh, I wasn't born in the 20s. You know what I mean? I wasn't born during the Great Depression. I wasn't born during the Civil War. You know what I mean? I wasn't born uh, into a time where I had to, you know, forage food for myself and then clothe myself with the same skin off the animal that I just, you know, harvested for my next, you know, 90 days worth of of supply for meat. You know what I mean? I was born in the 21st century. I'm happy to be here. Um, Continuing on, uh, my parents at the time, both highly educated, uh, were at a point in their life where they, they had found faith. And that became pretty much the backbone for everything we did growing up. Um And there's no knock to that because, you know, again, my parents were very aware. They were very educated. And so for them to commit like that and not question certain things at that point in time and not saying they didn't question anything because they 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 definitely had their wrestling points with, you know, whether it be elders in the church or fucking God, you know, who they viewed as God. Uh, you know, there would be times that they were wrestling back and forth with, you know, one-on-one conversations or prayer, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Their relationship was their relationship. And it's something that while it wasn't my path, I respect them greatly for because their moral backbone is so unbelievably strong and unwavering. Um, but put together with their their sense of, of of wanting to to give back, knowing that they have things good, you know what I mean. Um, you know, I say that we were at the top, the 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 top portion of uh, upper middle class. Well, that was until you know 2000 once y2k hit uh, my dad had already been you know about 10 years um retired he took early retirement because he ended up burning out from his uh cardiology practice you know he was a cardiologist um it was him and one other guy that ran a practice that took care of quite a few different clients and it broke him you know what i mean uh he wasn't one that slept well anyways and this just added the undue stress you know, and, and put 10 times more on his plate that he probably didn't need at the time. And it, it wrecked him. And so by the time, you know, 2001 rolled around, he just started to come out of a five-year window of just mental breakdowns, panic attacks, and, and shit like that. But he was really good about keeping that shit away from me. You know what I mean? Even if it meant that he had to lock himself in a fucking room to get over his shit so they wouldn't, it wouldn't play out in front of his son, you know, mm-hmm. his youngest son. He was a fucking stud about it. Um, so that's one of the many reasons that that man is my hero. But um beyond that, once he he started to get back on his feet and and him and my mom were back at full steam ahead, a well well-oiled machine as a team pushing forward accomplishing dreams and tasks and goals together, they really started to knock out some of some of the most interesting work that I've ever seen uh a, a couple take part in. Um I don't know how to sum it up, so 'll we'll take other episodes to kind of deep dive into their story. This is kind of my background so i 'll keep it i 'll keep the train moving um, The cool thing about you know having parents like that uh, was even though that at times they were very strict and very opinionated about you know what they thought I should be doing with my with my life and my time uh, over time because of how smart they are. As I've gotten older, I watch their thought process, you know, expand and eventually move on from certain things that that were originally staples. Um, and so that's why that's why over time I've gotten comfortable with questioning everything, everything from religion to to morals and ethics to just how the world operates. And I've gotten a few chances um, to go put that to the test, you know, um, without getting too deep into it. We'll take some more time later on. I just kind of want to get through who I am on a surface level. So you guys have a little bit of a background on me. Um, and then later on during different episodes, we'll take time to, to kind of pick apart, you know, certain things as it pertains to subject matters that we're talking about. Um, did some time in Africa um, between the ages of 11 and 13. Um, my parents had some friends over there that they wanted to support. Um, and, you know, the, their friends, they had, you know, lofty goals of, Taking a village that had a lot of i wouldn 't say riffraff but um kind of your ragtag band of folks, people that have met each other through extenuating circumstances, people that have been displaced, people that need a place to stay that are willing to work you know it was a hodgepodge of everybody, uh, but it was a small village that had a centerpiece and a center focus of being you know, a Christian village with an intent to spread the gospel, however they, however they, you know, found a way to. And so what that looked like is they ended up getting a compound, a pretty large compound off the Victoria River, um, or Victoria, Lake Victoria, sorry, in, um, Uganda, just outside of Entebbe. Uh, and it was a decent plot of land and they had, it, it was kind of its own little, own little world. It had its own infrastructure, um, had its own kind of like hierarchy which got pretty interesting when I was living there but that time taught me a lot, it taught me that oh shit you know, obviously the world as we know it back here stateside is a fucking sham, right um, and I think society's just starting to catch wind of that now uh, which is, you know, it's great but it's also hilarious to me, you know what I mean um, <laughs> fucking late to the party which is fine Um, you know, moving on after that, that kind of shaped a portion of my worldview. What little I did know at the time, moving forward into middle school and high school, uh, middle school and high school, um, was a breeze. Uh, I was just the kid that could kind of blend and move from group to group. I never had a problem with anybody. Uh, and it it still kind of plays out for, for me that way to this day. I've always been able to just kind of navigate through different people groups and, you know, not really spend too much time with one. Uh, but just get enough to, to know a few people and hang out, have, you know, have some good times, some laughs and, and move on because I've just kind of been on this, you know, I was I was not necessarily a loner kid all the way growing up, but I was a kid that didn't mind being by myself. So, and, and that's still true to this day. I, I have no qualms with just doing it, you know, on my own. Uh, in some ways, I feel like I have. Uh, but luckily, I've been surrounded, lately, I've been surrounded by people that just, have nothing but best intentions for me and so you know things that things come as they come but they come a little bit quicker now and they come a little bit more with ease nowadays because of the folks that I have in my camp it wasn't that way when I was growing up uh but you know for not having a solid group of you know friends until like maybe my freshman year high school uh where this core of dudes who I three of them or two of them I eventually joined the army with um you know it, before that it was it was kind of easy going and then you know as i as I made friends with uh kind of the nerd group sort of the nerd the nerdy athletic sort of adventurous group it, it was a really weird dynamic um because we were all video game heads but at the end of the day beyond that we were we met through playing sports so we could play video games but we could also play sports um and compete at a high level. And then beyond that, we were also just kind of shitbags in, in the sense that we like to get in trouble and fuck shit up. You know what I mean? So just average run-of-the-mill teenagers, you know what I mean, um, from all walks of life. Uh, had a few white boys, had a few Hispanics, and then you had me. You know what I mean? So it was what it was. It was cool. Uh, maybe not the most diverse group, but for, for the time, for 2003 through 2007, it, it was what it was. Got into plenty of shenanigans with those motherfuckers. And, uh, you know, by the time high school was done and, uh, you know, a big change happened in my life, I ended up getting my girlfriend at the time pregnant and found out that, you know, a few months after I graduated that I was having my firstborn kid. I was like, fuck, what do I do? I got to grow up. Well, there was the army. (laughs) And luckily enough, it was during the surge. So I was like, fuck it. Uh, It was actually not my idea to start out with It was one of my good friends, Jared I came over to his house You know, I told him, I was like, bro, I don't know what to do He's like, Dave, come over I'm like, "All right." so I drove over to his house And I walk in his door And he's sitting there looking at a video online on YouTube And it was uh, for the United States Army And I was like, um And he he turned around, and I'll never forget Turned around, looked at me, dead straight-faced And looked and said I have an idea, and I think it's gonna work are you in? And I was like, fuck it. What what else can I lose? You know what I mean? Like, what could, what could be worse? You know what I mean? I'm broke. I'm like, just turned 18, I think, or 17. I can't remember exactly. I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. I don't want to go to college right now. So yeah, shoot me an idea. Like, it, it you know, it, it can't be any more stressful than it is right now. And there you go. Uh, the next four years of my life, you know, I ended up joining with him and another good good friend, Ben. Um, you know, it was funny because we walked in the recruiter. They're like, what do we want to do? They're like, we want to kick in doors and shoot people in the face. They're like, all right, let's just wait until we take the ASVAB and we can see what you guys, you know, score. And if you guys score high, you can have any job in the Army you want. We're like, no, we want this. They're like, fuck me. All right. Well, here we go. And I, I think that's a testament to the type of guys that we were. We... I mean, we could have taken the easy road or we could have taken the more interesting one. And I think uh, I, along with the people that I'm attracted to um, and the people that I attract, are definitely into the more adventurous and interesting side of things than just your straightforward. All right, here you go here, 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 and here, and bam, you, you're supposed to make it, right? Nah, the, I think it was just something that was unsaid with me that's always been unsaid that, you know, While there's certain things that I don't believe in, and I do believe it all just kind of fucking ends when you're, when you're done, when you, when you die. So eventually it becomes meaningless while you're here, you can make the most of it. So why, why the fuck not? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So next four years roll by the army was, you know, its own mixed bag of nuts, um, both ups and downs, um, met some of the best people in my life there. Um, and you know, I would go back in a heartbeat, if just to spend more time with those people. Um, some of the most solid people that you'll ever meet are in the military. So, also some of the stupidest people. And it's not because it's the military; it's because it's it's a large organization. You know, anytime that you put yourself into a pool where there's another half million people, roughly, and I'm just throwing out random numbers. You're gonna come across some of the smartest people in the room and some of the dumbest. You know what I mean? It is what it is. But it's <laughs> hold that thought. Western Systems, Dave speaking. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, like I said, I'm at work, so every now and again, the phone's going to ring, and I'm going to have to go play professional, Dave, and actually handle some shit. Um, yeah, as I was saying in the Army, dude, you, you end up you end up meeting a whole hodgepodge uh, of people. Um, you're going to meet some of the smartest dudes uh, and gals and whatever the fuck you want to call them, uh, some of the dumbest people, and uh, and everything in between, but there will be no other group of folks that you're going to be around that will be as diverse as the military. Um, and that's something that we can get into later. Um, but moving on from that, uh, as good as the Army was and as great as, as the time that I had, it did a motherfucking number on my uh, first marriage. Um, so needless to say, uh, after, shortly after having my second child, um, who's a beautiful little girl, uh, the marriage fell apart. You know, uh, ended up getting out of the out of the army with the plan to try to just be a family man and try to make it work. But you know, I think not having that type of activity in my life at the time just kind of made you know whatever I was questioning from you know my experiences and from you know further back, like we we were talking about, uh, just kind of made things fester, and I became somebody that I couldn't stand to look in the mirror, Um, and, you know, I won't make this all about me. Um, My ex-wife at the time was also struggling with certain things, and so we both became two people that were completely incompatible, Um, which is, you know, that's the way life goes sometimes, man, like, uh, it took me a long time to get over it, and over how the whole divorce went down, and I just ended up spiraling for, you know, a good two two and a half years, until I came across, you know, some people that were willing to take a chance on me, and one of those is actually who we kicked this whole motherfucker off with, uh, the 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 infamous, the one and only uh, Mighty, aka Matthias Mock, I'm gonna be as fucking obnoxious as I can when it comes to introducing him at all times, even when he comes back on the show, because I guaranteed. He's going to make his rounds. He's going to come back. We're going to have a great time. And I'm just going to just roast the shit out of him because he's literally one of my best friends, uh, somebody that I will go to the lengths of the earth with, um, to make sure it gets done. Uh, solid dude. You know, he gave me a chance when a lot, a lot of other people would, 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 you know what I mean? And through that, I ended up finding the people that I decided, you know what, come thick or thin, come hell or high water, come whatever the fuck it may be. Um, these are the people that, 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 that are going to bury me. Um, and so I've got a solid group of people that, you know, after the spiral out, you know, there's so many fucking things that we've done together that have brought me personally here to this point, because that's the whole fucking point. Whether you agree with somebody or not, and I'll sum it up with this, right? You've heard enough of my story to know that I'm going to loop it back around to the, to the bigger picture because, uh, We're almost at 30 minutes and I kind of want to cut this motherfucker off so I can then go find a guest, you know, to weigh some, some ideas against with, um, everybody that I have in my circle, I have disagreed with, uh, heavily with at, at one time or another. That's life. Newsflash. Shit happens. Shit happens to where you either do or don't agree with somebody and, you know, it's up to you to decide how much that person means to you. You know what I mean? And again, I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm just, I'm just giving you some nuggets, some little little fucking gems for you to put in your little purse and, you know, go, go off and fuck off into your merry little life uh, with. It's up to you to decide how much that person means to you and what you're willing to sit through. And, and, and you know, you'll notice that it goes from full-blown arguments to banter to conversations, you know what I mean? It It's kind of uncanny. If you give the situation a chance because you trust that person enough with your life that you're like, fuck it. I want to get to the bottom of this. Even, the, even if we both walk away with zero answers and we just spent three hours, you know, going back and forth on each other and we still don't have a decisive decision and we're still left with our own personal opinions because we always think we're right. Fuck it, that's the point, you know what I mean? And you it's like a muscle, eventually, the more and more you do it, the better and better you get at it. And so the thing is, the thing I want to leave you with before I jump out of here to go find us a fucking guest that we can, you know, uh, again, draw lines with and, and side on one side or the other with, um, be mindful of, you know, not only that person's, you know, uh, story and, and how... And how what they've been through adds to your life, but also understand where you're sitting and 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 try to envision where you wanna go. Because sometimes the people that it might be the easiest to just turn your back on are the people that you might actually need most in your life to be able to help put some seasoning and and you know, some garnishments on your shit because your plate looks hella dry. You know what I mean? So just be be aware of that shit. Uh and I'm gonna stop preaching. Anyways, that's uh that's enough about me. I'm going to go find us a guest, but if there's no guests to be had, then I'm going to publish this motherfucker and just leave you guys with a little bit of a a background session on who I am as your host, so um, fuck off and die, and we'll see you next time.